Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's created an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hey, Las Vegas, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Las Vegas United. I'm your host, Aaron Pino, and tonight we're actually on location at Trinity Life Center. Um, you're watching this after the fact, but we are actually currently doing 12 hours of nonstop worship and prayer right here in Las Vegas. And so it's New Year's Eve. Uh, we're worshiping in uh, to usher in 2022. So here at Las Vegas United, our heart behind this show is to partner with God to create an eternal testimony of his goodness, mercy, and power right here in our very own backyard. And so we have someone very special on the show tonight, my friend, Maddie Montgomery. Maddie, thanks for being on the show tonight, oh, man. Oh, Aaron, thank you for having me, man. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, yeah, so you just got done preaching tonight for, for our event. You yes. tore the house down, but tell people a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you got going on. Yeah, tell man. Us all so stuff. I, uh, well, I, I guess I got started in ministry, um, not by going to Bible school. Uh, like you, I got started in ministry by joining a hardcore band, yeah. uh, which is a real weird way to get started <laughs> in ministry. But I, and back in 2007, I started playing in a band called For Today, thinking, you know, I, I'll get to preach the gospel to some kids that maybe wouldn't hear it any other way. We'll put out an album, do a, to, a tour or two, yeah. and, um, you know, get to see the country once or twice. And, you know, God just put his hand on a, a blessing and increase on the thing. We ended up putting out seven studio albums, wow. selling hundreds of thousands of records, touring the world and preaching our, uh, preaching the, the gospel to, to millions of people through our music. Um, and so, uh, man, it was, it sort of took on a, a life of its own. And for 10 years of my life, I got to, um, uh, to, to give myself to that sort of subculture of, um, of, of kids and people that yeah. followed that music and uh, <laughs> pour my heart and soul out every night. I love and, it. and we saw people in bars and nightclubs, Satanists, atheists, agnostics, alcoholics, drug addicts, suicidal people, um, all finding hope in Jesus in mm. the, the least likely of places. Yeah. And, um, and so, man, it was a, a beautiful time in life. Uh, in 2016, I heard the Lord call me away from that and didn't even really know what was next. He, he just said, all right, you've done everything I called you to do in music. Yeah. I want you to rest for a while. And so um, I did, I, I went home and spent time with my wife and our uh, little boys. And uh, and then in the summer of 2018, God began to speak to us about planting a church. Yeah. So uh, um, in the summer of 2019, we moved to Johnson City, Tennessee, where my wife and I uh, planted and now we're the senior pastors of the Altar Fellowship. They're an amazing, amazing young church. We're just about to celebrate our yeah. second anniversary as a church. and. Um, Man, people are moving from all over the country and the world to be a part of it. We've had people actually move from as far as Sydney, Australia. Wow. Um, from, from all over the United States, California, Colorado, Washington, D.C., and, and beyond. People from Ecuador, um, El Salvador, uh, um, the Philippines, all over the place that, that have said, you know what, this is our home. This is our family. We hear the sound of the kingdom, and we need to be a part of this movement. And so God is doing something special out there in the yeah. world. Uh, in our, our little mountain town in Northeast Tennessee. <laughs> and, man, that's yeah. incredible, man. I think, I think what's amazing, first of all, I mean, the metal, the metal band, you know what I mean? Like, 
you know, growing up out here in Vegas, I was in a metal band too, but I wasn't safe. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different probably whenever yeah. you're actually going in and giving people Jesus. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that's incredible. But then you, God allowing you to use your gifts to, uh, to bring people into the kingdom through music. But then he calls you out of that to plan a church. And uh, for those people who are watching, I mean, you guys are like, you guys are taking the, the space that you're in. You're taking the region. And it's not just like, because, uh, you know, if I'm being honest with social media today, it's pretty easy to creep on people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I creep on the altar fellowship. You know what I mean? Okay. I creep on Matt Montgomery. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but man, what you guys have going on, what uh, is what I love about it is it's it's uh, it's not cookie cutter church, which we have friends. I have friends like that cross denominational lines, you know, seeker sensitive movement, everything like that. And if that's what God's called you to do, hey, God bless you. That's yeah. not what he's called me to do. And that's sure not what he's called you to do. You know what I mean? So what I love about what you guys are doing, it's very prophetic, apostolic in its nature. Um, so talk to me a little bit about when God put that in your heart and how you guys are seeing not just the nations come to you, but actually how you're transforming the region that you guys are yeah, in. Yeah, man. You, well, you know, when God called us to plant a church, the phrase that he used wasn't plant a church. It was gather the family. Mm. And uh, and I knew what that meant. You know, I had been the the itinerant evangelist preaching at the, the crusade or the conference for years and years. And, uh, uh, and, and you know, 99% of the people that would hear a message in that context, they'd be maybe inspired or touched mm -hmm, or encouraged mm -hmm. in some way. But then there was that 1% of people who would go home and they would you know, read every book I'd ever written and watch every video I'd ever recorded, download all, every podcast I've ever been on and listen through all of them. Yeah. And they would just just ingest everything that that was coming out of, of my life and my ministry. And, um, you know, they would really hear the sound uh, of mm. home from from me and my family. And so when God said, gather the family, I knew that's who he's talking about were those people that that heard more than just a good message when, when I, they would hear me preach a message. Yeah. And, uh, and so when, when, when it was time for us to launch the church, we, we did so with a really simple vision. We are going to, uh, to do two things. Well, those two things are family and worship. Uh, and, and not to say that missions and outreach don't matter. Not to say that, uh, addiction recovery doesn't matter. Not to say that, um, you know, arts and, and, uh, creativity doesn't matter, but to say that God has given us two things, family yeah. and worship. And we're going to do those things with everything that we got. Now, I, I couldn't have imagined how revolutionary that was going to be. Um, <laughs> you know, the, what, what I've found is that uh, many, many people who have had uh, maybe limited or even extensive experience in the church came to church because they were longing for family mm. and then left the church because they just couldn't find it. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they found a, uh, a performance. They mm -hmm. found a gift-driven culture yeah. that will bleed you dry of everything you can offer it and uh, give you nothing in return. Very true. And, uh, uh, and, and people talk, family talk. But it's, it's been interesting to see people in my office saying, are you for real? I don't know if I even believe, Pastor, that, yeah. that there is a church like this that really loves each other, that really sticks up for each other, that really bears each other's burdens. And, um, and it's been such a healing thing. And so what we're seeing in the lives of a lot of people is that people that were wounded by church, people that were skeptical about church are finding home at the altar fellowship. Yeah, and then they're awesome. going out and finding other people that are saying, you know what, I'm fed up with the church. I'm done with religion. And they're saying, you're exactly the kind of person that God's going to use 
to help to help shape the church into what you've always known it should be. Yeah. And I think that's the the revolutionary thing is we're not we're not trying to tell somebody something they don't already know. Mm-hmm. We're saying you already have it in your heart. Even if you are an atheist, you know what a burning Christian should look like. And uh, and so instead of trying to teach you a bunch of rules and regulations about how to do this thing, we're just going to say, why don't you do what you already know God has called you to do? Yeah. And uh, and we're going to come alongside you and hold you accountable to what you say a Christian should be. And, and that in itself has been revolutionary. We've seen, you know, uh, one of the, the most audacious prayers I've prayed for our church is that there would never be a divorce under our care. Yeah. And uh, so far, two years in, there's not been a divorce. In fact, two divorced couples have gotten remarried. Come on, man. Un- under our care. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, so we're 2-0 and o against the, the enemy right now. I love it, man. And and that's, I think, you know, for, for us, we're, we're honoring family. I, I believe that God is glorified in the way that we love each other, the depth and, and uh, devotion that we have between each other as, yeah. as members of the church. I think God is glorified in that. I think it's a sacred thing just for us to be together, yeah. to spend time, eat meals and let our kids run around. Absolutely. And so, um, so we're doing, we're doing that stuff. And it is, uh, I think giving permission to a lot of people to realize that church is more than the show. Yeah. You know, what I, what I have found, especially in like a church culture. Now this isn't everywhere, but in certain contexts that I've been in, People talk about, man, we're, we're family here. We, we, we work hard, but we play hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, bro, you, you don't even invite me over to your house for, for a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know what I mean? How are you going right. to call me family? Yeah. And you don't know my yeah, wife's name. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times people in church culture are like, man, we're family, we're family, we're family. But the reality is, and you, you kind of hit a little bit tonight, and I was like, man, that's spot on. Um, in some places, they care more about the gift than what they do about the soul. And even just the little bit of time I've sat down with you and talked with you, I could could tell that you care about people's soul, not just like, oh yeah, I'm here, I'm I'm rolling in, I'm gonna do my thing, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm this guy. I mean, on the way over here to do the interview, you know, everyone was grabbing at you, you know what I mean? Everyone's grabbing at you, and I'm like, like, oh man, we gotta get him back there to record. And the very last guy who, who grabbed you, he looked a little dirty, he looked like he probably wandered in off the street. You, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm trying to pull you, pull you to come record. And you turn and you gave that dude. He was the only guy in the room. And he just basically, he broke down to cry. He said, man, I've heard about your music. The word that you spoke tonight was just for me. And so I could tell even just sitting down with you that this is, this is not just something you talk. It's a lifestyle that you care for, for the soul and for family. And so what's really cool, we have something coming up here in April that we want to uh, tend after the souls of individuals here in Las Vegas. So talk to me and our audience watching a little bit about, a little bit about what's coming up in April. Yeah, man. man. So um, uh, for years and, and years, our organization, our, our ministry, um, before we even had a church, we did evangelistic crusades and conferences. We did um, evangelism training online, a lot of different uh, resourcing and, and strategy development and instruction for developing evangelistic cultures and outreach. So we, I did a lot of conferences and crusades. And when the Lord called us to pioneer the church, I, I took all of those mm-hmm. off of the, the table. And I've said no to hundreds of invites to, uh, to a bunch of different <laughs> things. And, and I'm just, I'm home. But there's one thing that we do um, each year 
and that is the Alter Conference. Uh, now, the last one was in 2019 before COVID shut us down for yeah. the last couple of years. But um, in 2019, we went to Fresno, um, California, had 15,000 people mm. gathered together with us Come there on. for one reason, and that was to exalt Jesus. You know, I think there's a lot of different conferences and events that, you know, their focus is missions or their focus is leadership development or their focus is marriage or youth. Um, and this is not any of those things. Our, our singular focus is mm -hmm. to minister to the Lord, yeah. to draw people together, to bless God with the sound of our voice, with our worship, with our freedom. Now we're gonna, the gospel is gonna be preached. People will be born again. Um, people will be equipped and empowered, certainly. But uh, on April 8th and 9th of 2022, we're calling together 18,000 men. Uh, now that's a little bit of a, a departure from what we've done in the past. And frankly, it's a departure from um, modern wisdom, yeah. you know? Sure. <laughs> Uh, generally speaking, you need women to mm -hmm. to fill out any kind of event or to buy any kind of Christian media. But um, man, in, in 2020, we were watching as uh, the the young people, kids, and and young adults of our nation were hurting and you know burning down buildings and throwing yeah. bricks at police officers and and just just struggling to make sense of the world. And I, I couldn't help but think in that moment as we're watching some of these news reports, I mean, horrible, dreadful things that are happening all, all over the nation simultaneously. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, where are the fathers? Mm. We, need, we need men of God. Yes. My spiritual father said for years, I could fix every problem in the world if I could just put a man of God as the head of every household. Mm. And, uh, wow. and, I, I, and I, I couldn't help but think, man, where are the men of God in downtown Chicago? Where are the where are the men of God in Los Angeles? Where are the men of God in Las Vegas? Yeah. Where are the, the men of God in these cities across the nation that are hurting and aching and suffering? And, um, and so uh, instead of just talking about it, I figured we'd do something. So we are calling men from all over the world to join together 18,000 men at the Thomas and Mack Center in Las Vegas, Nevada on April 8th and 9th. We've partnered with Derek Carr, the yeah. quarterback of the Raiders. Yep. Uh, John Bevere is gonna be joining us. Corey Russell uh, from Upper Room is gonna be joining us. Um, Corey Asbury is gonna be there. Matt Redmond's gonna be there and many others. Damon Thompson is gonna yeah. be there. It's gonna be an incredible weekend. Um, some some world-class ministers are gonna come and bring a word from God that I think is gonna encourage these men. But more than anything, more than we want men to come and just listen and learn, we want men to come and to lend their voice yeah. to this worship movement that God is birthing in our generation that I think is gonna shape the future for our kids and grandkids. Yeah, man, everyone you mentioned in that lineup <clears throat> had a direct impact on my life. Yeah. And it's because of what they carry on their life. Yeah. It's the manifest presence of God. Yes. Um, and I'm extremely excited about April 8th through the 9th. And it's not, so we're reaching out to men you know, yeah. we've talked about this, but we also want to recruit the ladies in our city yes. to be a part of the prayer team for our men. Yeah. And so, um, so if people are watching this too, I mean, it's for everybody. There's We're a place for yeah. women as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Charles Finney, um, you know, part of, of his ministry, one of the driving forces of his ministry, if he was here, he would tell you, was what he called the boiler room. Mm. And that was the, the room in the basement. Daniel Nash. Come on. That's yeah. Right. And, uh, and he would... Um, he would put uh, uh, he would put people in, in the basement and, and say, just pray while I preach. And they would intercede mm -hmm. and uh, minister to the Lord. 
and and many many thousands of people uh, were born again while he was preaching and and he said this is the boiler room it's the yeah. engine that drives this movement and uh, and so we are sort of taking that model and we're putting together our own boiler room and yeah. it's going to be a room uh, we've got room for 500 women yeah uh, and it's those spots are selling quick uh, 500 women that are going to come and join us and uh um, and, and they're going to be, you know, mothers, uh, sisters, wives, daughters yeah. that are interceding for their brothers, fathers, husbands, and sons over in the other room. And uh, and during that time, we'll have some special guests and some food and refreshments yeah. for them. We're going to take care of them. But we're, we're going to ask the women to, to really bear the burden of, of these men, to pray for them, that God yeah. would break through in their lives, that captives would be set free, that chains would be broken, that lives would be changed. Because we believe that every man whose life has changed that it's it's not just about him. That it's it's about uh, marriages that are going to be restored, children that are going to be saved, yeah. families that are going to be redeemed, communities that are going to be impacted. You know, I read a statistic once that said that if a child in the family gets born again, there's a six percent chance that everyone else in the family will get saved. Mm. If if the the mother of a family gets born again, there's a fourteen percent chance everyone else in the family will get saved. But if a father gets born again, there's a ninety-two percent mm. chance that come every on. other member of that family will come to Christ as well. So we're going after men, but not just for the sake of men. We believe that every one of those men is going to represent a family yeah. healed by the power of the gospel. Yeah. Incredible, man. Incredible. So many different things, but intercession is a key to that. Absolutely. I believe, you know, John Wesley said, it seems that God does nothing unless somebody prays. <laughs> you know, I'm kind of butchering that quote a little bit, but intercession and prayer help push it forward, right. help push it forward, help push it forward. Um, and the way you guys are doing it, the way you guys are going about it, I feel like it's it's a great model to not just be a flash in the pan with our yeah. men in our city, right. but something that will bear lasting fruit. Um, and I love the fact that you guys are coming into Las Vegas and you are investing, <laughs> you are pouring into, you are partnering with us already who are here to see yeah. a transformation in our city. You know, I, I like to tell people this, like nothing's impossible for God. That's right. And the reality is, is everything is easy for him. <laughs> yeah. And even right here in Las Vegas, Las Vegas is not too hard for God. That's exactly right. And Las Vegas is actually easy for him. Yeah. And <clears throat> so talk to us a little bit about um, why Vegas? Yeah, well, um, I think there's a, 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 probably a lot of reasons, and I'm probably only at the beginning of uncovering them. But when I was asking God the same question, mm -hmm. thinking, you, you expect me to invite 18,000 men <laughs> to come to Las Vegas and expect none of them to struggle or to stumble? You think their wives are going to say, sure, honey, go to a Christian conference in Las Vegas. It's going to be a, um, a tough sell for some sure. of these men. It's going to be a, a, a battle for some of these men just to be in this town. Um, and so, you know, I, I asked the Lord, well, God, why Las Vegas of all places? Why would you send us there? And he, uh, he brought me to the story of Jonah. And uh, if you're familiar with the story, Jonah, uh, he, he gets a word from the Lord that he's supposed to go to Nineveh and call this wicked city, Nineveh, to repentance. And, uh, um, and so he, you know, rebels, he runs away. Eventually God humbles him and he, he, Yields. He says, mm -hmm. okay, I'll go, but I don't have any faith that anything's going to happen. He shows up to the city. <laughs> he preaches the message and he gives them three days to repent. And it doesn't take three days. It takes one day. That's On the right. very first day, the whole city, everybody in the city, starting with the king, tears their clothes. They cover themselves in ashes. And they begin to repent 
over their sin. They turn away from their sin and, and, uh, and, and begin to, to seek God. And, and the Lord brought me to that story and he said, he said, Maddie, the reputation does not match the reality. Mm. Las Vegas has a reputation, on, man. but there's a reality that you haven't seen yet. Mm. And since I've been working here, connecting with people like you, I'm realizing that um, Las Vegas has a reputation around the nations, but there is a, a, a revolutionary culture of leaders, pastors, Absolutely. intercessors, um, prophetic voices, worshipers, incredible men and women that are serving the kingdom, that are honoring God, and that are a really bright light in the darkness of this town. Yeah. And um, and so I, I think uh, just like Jonah wasn't able to see, see that there was a hunger in the hearts of the people of Nineveh, I think many people aren't able to see that there's a hunger in the hearts yeah. of people in Las Vegas. There really is. And, and there are people like you uh, who have been laboring for years yeah. to, to help satisfy that hunger, give them something real, something substantial to hold on to. And that's the, the gospel of the kingdom. And so uh, I think the reason that we're coming to Las Vegas is, is because of the local leadership. You know, I, I think sometimes as, as outside uh, voices, we can, um, it, it would be easy for us to pretend like we've got ministry figured out. We're going to come in here sure. and figure it out. Uh, or we're going to come in here and do it for you since you guys need some help, right? Uh, but the truth <laughs> sure. is, I don't think that's it at all. I, mm-hmm. I don't think we're here because you're not doing a good job. I think we're here because the pastors in this town are doing a wonderful job. And, and our job is just to amplify what God yeah. is doing, to come throw some fuel on the fire and, and to help put a, a national spotlight on some of the leaders and the voices that God is raising up in this city. Yeah. And uh, it's a, a, an exciting thing. Derek um, has been so instrumental and integral in the development and establishment of this thing. And, um, and so, yeah, having Derek Carr with us is going to be huge. And, and uh, you know, to, to see him sort of take some of the pastors and leaders from here in Vegas and say, the world needs to see what these guys are yeah. doing. I think that's a big deal. Yeah. And that's a big part of the reason that we're coming here. Yeah, I, I believe, you know, I've heard you talk a little bit about that. So I believe it too, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But, you know, like I tell people this, you know, people like Sin City, Sin City, Sin City. People have labeled a couple different things, you know, Sun City, you know, the City of Light, everything like that. I call this, this is God's city. Yes, it is. The earth is the Lord's that's and right. the fullness thereof. That's right. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Yeah. And I made a declaration tonight during worship, and we'll continue to press into this tonight. Las Vegas does not belong to yes, the devil. That's right. Las Vegas belongs to God. Yes. And I believe in our city that the harvest is so ripe. You just have to kick the tree and it's going to fall down. That's right. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's why I love what you guys are doing, what you're doing, Maddie's doing, Derek's doing, how you're bringing these different voices in to pour into our city and to see a transformation in our men. So... If people want more information about what's uh, about you, the altar conference, what's the best way for them to yeah, get they a hold can, of that? They can um, go to thealtarconference.com. Uh, they, they should know that altar is spelled A-L-T-A-R. Apparently, <laughs> that's tough to figure out. The, thealtarconference.com. Or if they want to know more about me and the church, they can go to thealtar.org. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, the, you know, we're on Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. And, so there's a, a lot of information out there, ways people can get involved, yeah. volunteering, donating, buying a ticket um, to the conference, and yeah. just being a part of what God is doing here in Vegas, not just on that weekend, but leading up to it and even after it as well. Yeah, incredible. Man, thank you so much for being on the show today, man. My pleasure. I appreciate it. Listen, Las Vegas, Psalms 133 says this, how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity it's like the oil that comes down off the air and into his beard. And then 
133 verse 3 says this, for there is the commanded blessing of God. You and I were just talking about this. I don't know if you realize this or not, but Las Vegas is blessed. You're living underneath an open heaven right here in what some people have labeled the darkest place in the earth. It's not, it's God's city. We're living underneath the open heaven. So go to the altarconference.com, right? Was it .com or .org? .com. Yep. .com. Go there, sign up, become an intercessor, buy a ticket for yourself, for a husband, whoever. Buy, get, get a hold of this because I'm telling you, April 8th through the 9th is going to be powerful. You don't yes. want to miss it. Thank you so much for watching this week of Las Vegas United. If you want to find out more information about us, you can go to our Facebook page, our Instagram page. Um, email us down below if you have someone who wants to be on the show. But listen, we will see you next time right here on Las Vegas United. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching our show this week. Make sure to tune in next week when Pastor Aaron invites Pastor Sonny Martinez from Regenerate Church to share his powerful testimony from hitting his lowest point in his life to finding Jesus. His testimony is one of redemption, miracles, and a supernatural grace that set him free from all kinds of pain, addiction, and fear. This show premieres on Facebook and YouTube on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can also listen to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, Mondays at 8 p.m. If you live in Vegas, you can watch our show on over-the-air television on Keen, Channel 17, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. We hope you tune in. I believe this is the defining moment of our generation. All of the past has been building to this moment, and all of the future will be shaped by it. So the question is, are we ready to stop playing church and take the place God has given us? Or will the world have to wait for yet another generation? Beloved, God is calling men out of caves of insecurity and indecision to stand in the light of his truth for the sake of a nation in absolute moral crisis. So if there was ever a time, this is it for a solemn assembly of coming together of fathers, sons, and brothers to cross the cultural lines that have divided us and to stand together for the glory of God and for the healing of our nation. So join with thousands of men from all across North America on April 8th and 9th of 2022 as we gather in Las Vegas, Nevada, not merely for a conference, but for a moment of decision. It's time to lay down our idols on the altar and to see Jesus enthroned in our lives, in our families, in our nation, and in our world. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. The guest this week is Maddie Montgomery of The Altar Fellowship. For more information about his church, visit thealtar.org. For more information about the men's conference, visit thealtarconference.com. For more information about CTN Vegas, please visit ctnvegas.com.